0: heavenly father we thank you blessed be to thy holy name we thank you for life we thank you for having given us your breath again today we thank you for all the wonderful things in store for your children oh lord as we are about to read your word we pray for insight that you open our eyes to behold wonderful things out of your law may we receive life and strength even from your word today. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our High Calling,
1: August 4 The Peril of Nothing to Do The way of the slothful man is an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. Proverbs chapter fifteen verse nineteen. Industry is a blessing to youth. A life of idleness is to be shunned by a young man as a vice. However humble the occupation may be, if only honourable, if the humble duties are done faithfully, he will not lose his reward. Industry is essential to health. If habits of industry were encouraged, a door would be closed against a thousand temptations. Those who lounge away their days having no aim or object in life are troubled with dejection and tempted to seek amusement in forbidden indulgences which enervate the system and tax the physical powers tenfold more than the most taxing labor. Indolence destroys more than hard labor. Many die because they have not the ability or inclination to set themselves to work. Nothing to do has killed its thousands. If youth will preserve habits of virtue and strict purity, and observe the laws God has established in the being, they may preserve their lives, although required to perform severe labor during their lifetime. Long life is the heritage of diligence. Some young men think if they could spend a life in doing nothing, They will be supremely happy. They cultivate a hatred for useful labour. They envy the sons of pleasure who devote their lives to amusement and gaiety. Unhappiness and heartaches are the result of such thoughts and conduct. Nothing to do has sunk many a young man in perdition. Well-regulated labor is essential for the success of every youth. God could not have inflicted a greater curse upon men and women than to doom them to live a life of inaction. Idleness will destroy soul and body. The heart, the moral character and physical energies are enfeebled. The intellect suffers, and the heart is open to temptation as an open avenue to sink into every vice. The indolent man tempts the devil to tempt him. Religion will prove to you an anchor. Communion with God will impart to every holy impulse a vigor that will make the duties of life a pleasure. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Peril of Nothing to Do. And indeed, when we do have nothing to do, it is indeed a peril. It is a dangerous thing, a very unenviable position to be in when you have nothing to do. The Bible says, Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. That means we must have work to do in six days. But when we have nothing to do, the Lord knows that it is a curse to us. And that's why from the onset, even before sin, when man was created, he was given work. Jesus said, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. It is part of the nature of God to work. Our key text for today, Proverbs 15 verse 19 says, the way of the slothful man is an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain, speaking about idleness and in- indolence, having nothing to do. Many do not understand that to place themselves in such a position is a sin. The Bible calls it a sin when we are idle and doing nothing. As we saw it yesterday, Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 49 says, "Behold, this was the iniquity, the iniquity of Sodom pride, fullness of bread and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. What were the three iniquities mentioned by God? Many look at Sodom today and say, oh lesbianism, gay, homosexuality and all of that terrible, detestable sins but you do not know that in the foundation of these sins is idleness mixed with pleasure because it's not as if the idle just lying down on the bed doing nothing. That's not what it is. But rather, it is a mixture of idleness and the fact that when you are idle and that is not doing anything useful and industrious, you are not going to be idle. Nobody is really idle. We are not just going to be there doing nothing. The devil will employ you to do something. It reminds me of a song that I saw one time and never had this that's something I loved, but I remember someone watching a video of this song, and I saw something there. And it's a song that was done by I'm not very sure who it is, but I suspect it's a young man called Bruno Mars. And in that song, he says, Today I don't feel like doing anything, I just want to lie down on my bed. And then there were these monkeys all around him, not just monkeys, but human beings. That themselves like monkeys and I realized he lay down on his bed and gave a sign that what he wanted to do when he says I don't want to do anything but he was actually going to do something but he gave a sign that what he actually wanted to do was self abuse masturbation he gave that sign a symbol that that's what he wanted to do such detestable things you see truly that before one goes into such detestable acts like that of Sodom and those sexual sins which includes masturbation, child molestation, uh, gay lifestyle, the LGBT lifestyle generally and all those sexual sins, it comes with idleness. And this young man singing that song portrayed it in that video saying today I don't feel like doing anything I just want to lie down on my bed and then he gave a hand sign. Of what he really wanted to do which is masturbation self-abuse and that was what the iniquity of Sodom was it was not the self-abuse or the LGBT lifestyle that God singled out as their problem what did he single out as their problem staying doing nothing abundance of idleness today you see children sit down in front of the computer they are doing something but they are actually idle they have just been employed by the devil that's all Pressing the games, pressing their hands on the games, hours upon hours looking at the screen. They have not taken their bath, they have not eaten, they have not washed their clothes, their boxers are smelling, but they are there sitting in front of the game, playing and playing, having nothing to do and getting fat in front of the TV. Yes, it's a very, uh, I'll call it, a pitiful situation a pitiful situation we need to pity such people parents need to do their duties on the children and if you are one who are listening to me no we do not condemn you but we're just talking about the situation and we understand that we need to you need to do something about it it's not a good condition to be in and the Lord will help you if you are in such a condition to come out of it because it's an addiction People are addicted to food and games together. They eat the food, they play the game, they are getting fat in front of the television and then after that they go into vices. It's all because of idleness, not wanting to exert oneself in useful labor and industrious things. And that's why the devotion for today is telling us, the youth and the adults, please, engage yourselves in something useful if you do not engage yourself in something useful the devil will employ us or you to do something that is useless that is detrimental to your health your spiritual moral nature even your physical being will be destroyed by idleness god singled it out as an iniquity to have idleness in our lives are you idle what is the solution the first paragraph of our devotion clearly tells us what to do Industry is a blessing to youth. A life of idleness is to be shunned by a young man as a vice. In fact, the Bible calls it iniquity. Shun it. It's an iniquity. However humble the occupation may be, if only honorable. If the humble duties are done faithfully, he will not lose his reward. Industry is essential to health. So what is the solution? Get yourself up from that idle position. Go and find something to do. Have you dressed your bed? Have you washed your clothes? Have you swept the house? Have you cleaned the the environment, the compound? And having done that, how about learning something really? You don't have to be paid for what you are learning, you can go out there and learn something useful. There are so many skills to learn useful things that many of us need in the home. We can learn electrical things, it doesn't matter whether you are a man or a woman, you can do it. You can go to learn how to cook. You can also learn how to do the plumbing work can learn how to do some soft skills on the computer we've been saying these things since these are things that we can do and there are some who love pleasure and that's the what i've talked about pleasure of games and others the pleasure of parties they don't want to walk but they want to go for parties and all of that and they love to get money for all these things and what do they do they look at those who are enjoying their so-called enjoying themselves because they are not actually in a life of pleasure destroying themselves actually and they they envy them as we read today our high calling page 222 paragraph four some young men think if they could spend their life in doing nothing they would be supremely happy they cultivate a hatred for useful labor they envy the sons of pleasure who devote their lives to amusement and gaiety unhappiness and heartaches are the result of such thoughts and conduct You may think that you are happy, but you are not. That's not it. That's not where happiness is gotten from. It's not gotten from idleness and the life of doing nothing. We need to get ourselves up and get to work. I want to read something that applies to a certain man who was being addressed on this issue. Because of his life of idleness and many men. And women are into it. Men and women alike are into it. But in this case, is the situation of a man who would leave his wife to do all the work. And while he will be idle, doing nothing in the home. And then the Lord wrote to him, as thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Now I am reading from the book, Testimonies, Volume 5, page 178, paragraph 1. It's titled, Diligence in Business. Going on he says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honour preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. The many admonitions to diligence found in both the Old and the New Testament plainly indicate the intimate relation existing between our habits of life and our religious feelings and practices. The human mind and body are so constituted that plenty of exercise is necessary in order to a proper development of all the faculties. While many are too much engaged in worldly business, others go to the opposite extreme and do not labor sufficiently su- to support themselves or those dependent on them. brother. Brother A is one of this class. While he occupies the position of houseband to his family, he is not this in reality. The heaviest responsibilities and burdens he allows to rest upon his wife, while he indulges in careless indolence or busies himself about small matters that tell little for the support of his family. He will sit for hours and chat with his sons or his neighbors upon matters of no great consequence. He takes things easy and enjoys himself while the wife and mother does the work which must be done to prepare food to eat and clothes to wear. This brother is a poor man and always will be a burden to society unless he asserts his God-given privilege and becomes a man. Anyone can find work of some kind to do if he really desires it. But if he is careless and inattentive, the positions which he might have secured, he will find filled by those who had greater activity and business tact. God never designed that you, my brother, should be in the position of poverty that you are now in. Why did he give you that physical frame? You are just as responsible for your physical powers as your brethren are for their means. Some of these would be would today be gainers, would they exchange their property for your physical strength. But if placed in your position, they would, by a diligent use of both mental and physical powers, soon be above want and owe oh no man anything. Going down, The religion you profess makes it as much your duty to employ your time during the six working days as to attend church on Sabbath. You are not diligent in business. You let hours days and even weeks pass without accomplishing anything the very best sermon you could preach to the world would be to show a decided reformation in your life and provide for your own family says the apostle if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel You bring a reproach upon the cause by locating in a place where you indulge indolence for a time and then are obliged to run in debt for provision for your family. These your honest debts you are not always particular to pay, but instead move to another place. This is defrauding your neighbor. The world has a right to expect strict integrity in those who profess to be Bible Christians. By one man's indifference in regard to paying his just dues, all our people are in danger of being regarded as unreliable. Whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. This refers to those who labor with their hands as well as to those who have gifts to bestow. God has given you strength and skill, but you have not used them. Your strength is sufficient to abundantly support your family. Now what is this man to do? Rise in the morning, even while the stars are shining. If need be, lay your plans to do something and then accomplish it. Redeem every pledge unless sickness lays you prostrate. Better deny yourself food and sleep than be guilty of keeping from others their are just dues. The hill of progress is not to be climbed without effort. No one need expect to be carried along to the prize, either in religious or secular matters, independently of his own exertions. The race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, yet he that dealeth with a slack hand will become poor. The persevering and industrious are not only happy themselves, but they contribute largely to the happiness of others. Competency and comfort are not ordinarily attained except at the price of earnest industry. Pharaoh showed his appreciation of this trait of character when he said to Joseph, If thou knowest any men of activity among them, Joseph's brethren, then make them rulers over my cattle. There is no excuse for brother A unless love of ease and inability to plan and set himself to work is an excuse. The best course for him now to pursue is to go from home and work under someone who shall plan for him. He has so long been careless, a careless, indolent master over himself that he accomplishes but little, and his example before his children is bad. They have his stamp of character. They let mother bear the burdens. When asked to do anything, they will do it. But they do not cultivate, as all children should, the faculty of seeing what needs to be done and doing it without being told. A woman does herself and her family a serious wrong when she does her work and theirs too. When she brings the wood and water and even takes the axe to prepare the wood while her husband and sons sit about the fire having a socially easy time. God never designed that wives and mothers should be slaves to their families many a mother is overburdened with care, while her children are not educated to share the domestic burdens. As a result, she grows old and dies prematurely, leaving her children just when a mother is most needed to guide their inexperienced feet. Husbands should do all they can to save the wife, care and keep her spirit cheerful. Never should idleness be fostered or permitted in children for it soon becomes a habit when not engaged in useful employment the faculties either depreciate or become active in an evil work what you need my brother is active exercise every feature of your countenance every faculty of your mind is indicative of this you do not love hard work nor to earn your bread by the sweat of your brow but this is god's ordained plan in the economy of life you fail to carry through what you undertake you have not disciplined yourself to regularity system is everything do but one thing at a time and do that well finishing it before you begin a second piece of work you should have regular hours for rising for praying and for eating many waste hours of precious time in bed because it gratifies the natural inclination and to do otherwise requires an exertion. One hour wasted in the morning is lost, never to be recovered, says the wise man. I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo! it was all grown over with thorns and nettles that covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down, then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction, yet a little sleep a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Those who make any pretensions to godliness should adorn the doctrine they profess and not give occasion for the truth to be reviled through their inconsiderate course of action. O no man anything, says the apostle, you ought now, my brother, to take hold earnestly to correct your habits of indolence, redeeming the time let the world see that the truth has wrought a reformation in your life end of quote yeah that was quite a long read but yet filled with many many instructions there are some people like we just read now who are in this condition who need to give themselves over to be working under someone because they have been bad masters of themselves being very lenient with themselves and not disciplining themselves as they ought to and as it goes with the men, also with the women, there are some women too who may not be hard, as hardworking as they should. In this case, it is the man. And perhaps, in most cases, in the world, I don't know, may be the case, maybe men, maybe women. But, indolence and idleness should not be encouraged, whether in children or in adults. And the Lord wants us to understand that our happiness is tied to work, not to idleness. I pray that the Holy Spirit impresses these things on our hearts and helps us to make the change where necessary. Amen.
0: Hallelujah! So many things to draw from from the the reading. I'll just take again the second paragraph where it says, "Industry is a blessing to youth. A life of idleness is to be shunned by a young man as a vice." Matthew chapter twenty verse six. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them why stand ye here all the day idle that is the question that Jesus asked these young men and that is the question he is asking the world today some young men think that if they could spend a life in doing nothing they will be supremely happy you see this class they admire fraudsters that is why all this gambling and Scamming and criminal activities and what we call betting bet is gaining grounds today see people just want to hit big once let's blow once and they dream of going into retirement at 35 and spend all the rest of their lives in amusement and so they cultivate a hatred for useful labor so when you say things like why not come let us go to the farm let's do some let's do farm work oh they will abuse you they will tell you all kinds of things do you think I am an illiterate me go to do farm work God forbid so they prefer to go into online frauds and betting and scamming so what is God's word to this class Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 11 it says ask the seated on ergs and hatched them not so he that gated wealth he that gated riches and not by right shall leave them in the midst of his days and at his end shall be a fool all their gaining the Bible says will prove to be their ruin it will end in shame Proverbs chapter 20 verse 21, An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Suddenly they will make themselves wings, and they fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11, Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. You see, that class, they envy the sons of pleasure who devote their lives to amusement and gaiety. Unhappiness and heartaches are the result of such thoughts and conduct. So we are told now that however humble the occupation may be, if only honorable, if the humble duties are done faithfully, he will not lose his reward. If youth will preserve habits of virtue and strict purity and observe the laws God has established in the beings, they may preserve their lives although required to perform severe labor during their lifetime. Long life is the heritage of diligence, forbidding indulgences, which enervates the system and tax the physical powers. Tenfold more than the most taxing level. So in case we are still struggling to find out what this part of the reading is saying because our brother talked about masturbation. Here, you clearly see that some people don't want to engage in physical labor because they think it's taxing. But they engage in self-abuse, masturbation. It's saying that it will tax the body, even other forms of vice. Sexual vice it will tax the body ten times more than physical labor. I'll come we'll come to this again in the later part so that we see what the science is saying concerning the self abuse. Going back to what Jesus asked them, "Why stand ye here all the day idle?" And their response was, "No man had hired us." Is that statement true? Six days shalt thou labor, and do all thy work, no negotiating. He gave man work. We have a command to work for six days. I'll read now from Christian Temperance, page 147. It says, God placed Adam and Eve in paradise, and surrounded them with everything that was useful and lovely. He planted for them a beautiful garden, in which no herb or flower or tree was lacking that might be used for ornament. Paradise delighted their senses, but this was not enough. They must have something to call into play the wonderful machinery of the human system. Had happiness consisted in doing nothing, man in his state of holy innocence would have been left unemployed. But he who f- formed man knew that he knew what would be for his best happiness, and he soon, no sooner created him that he gave him his appointed work. A life of useful labor is indispensable to the physical, mental, and moral well-being of man. God has given us all something to do, and in the discharge of various duties, our lives will be made useful, and we shall be blessed. Romans chapter 12, verse 11 Be not slothful in business, is the injunction of the Apostle Paul. A person might as well expect a harvest where he has not sown. As to expect to be saved while living in indolence. The race is not always to the swift. Our brother talked about it. Yet we are called and we are told that he shall become poor that dealeth with a slack hand. A stagnant pool becomes offensive. But a pure flowing brook spreads health and gladness over the land. Riches and idleness are thought by some to be a blessing. But those who are always busy and who cheerfully go about their daily task are the most happy and enjoy the best health. The healthful weariness which results from well regulated labor secures to them the benefits of refreshing sleep. The sentence that man must toil for his daily bread and the promise of future happiness and glory both came from the same throne and both are blessings those who are in possession of wealth and leisure and yet have no purpose in life have little to arouse them to either mental or physical activity thus many a woman loses her health and is driven to seek some medical institution for treatment here attendants are hired at great expense to rob stretch and exercise the muscles which have become powerless in action. In inaction, she hires servants that she may live a life of idleness, and then hires other servants to exercise the muscles enfeebled by disuse. What a consummate folly! How much wiser and better for women! young or old to brave the snares of fashion votaries and obey the dictates of common sense and the laws of life by the cheerful performance of domestic duties the idle daughters of our land might become useful and happy members of society for many such labor is a more effective and profitable movement cure than the best invention of the physicians young men as well as young women often manifest a sad lack of earnest purpose and moral independence to dress to smoke to talk nonsense and to indulge their passion for amusement is the ideal of happiness even with many who profess to be Christ- christians it is painful to think of the time thus misspent cancours from Christian Temperance and Bible Hygiene, page 97. The children of the wealthy should not be deprived of the great blessing of having something to do to increase the strength of brain and muscle. Walk is not a curse, but a blessing. God gave sinless Adam and Eve a beautiful garden to ten. This was pleasant walk, and none but pleasant walk would have entered our world had not the first pair transgressed God's commandments. The wealthy are not to be deprived of the privilege and blessing of a place among the world's workers. They should realize that they are responsible for the use they make of their entrusted possessions, that their strength, their time, and their money are to be used wisely and not for selfish purposes. So we see that Work is a blessing. God gave man physical labor. We must engage in physical labor. You understand that if Adam, the richest of all, I can't compare any man today with Adam. He had privileges. And then he was given work. And so we too must find time to work. So that we not have those idle times when Satan will want to use to his advantage. Talking about the way people enter into solitary vice, all the solitary vices because of idleness. Nothing, talking about masturbation, and nothing deteriorates the body like self abuse, masturbation. A study was published in 1891 in St. Albans, Vermont, showing that zinc, zinc, given the importance of zinc for the brain, that in the 19th century moralists were correct when they said that repeated masturbation could make one mad. Yes, masturbation might precipitate insanity. A doctor called Malamud W. in his scholarly study of masturbatory insanity, the history of an idea, it was published in the Journal of Mental Science and this was January 1st, 1962 in which 500 patients were consecutively admitted to the Iowa State Psychopathic Hospital and then the study stated that uh, it was they were trying to find the role played by masturbation in the causation of mental disturbances they were shocked at the findings for both male and female now for men especially for the semen being wasted we understand that a single act where all these micronutrients and zinc that is available in the semen is being swept away and they found they discovered that the amount being lost even by a single day is equivalent to the amount or directly proportional to the amount in 40 pints of blood you see the kind of danger the kind of dangerous practices that we have involved ourselves in because of idleness so we must give ourselves give every flying minute something to to keep in store Get your hands engaged. Get your minds engaged. We must get to walk. There is a blessing in work. God has given us work as a blessing. May we find these to today pleasurable. And we shall be in the place where God will bless us. May this be our experience. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We say blessed be to thy holy name. Thou art indeed the maker of man and so whatsoever is for our good. You have given us all things richly to enjoy and you have shown us clearly today that work is a blessing and then you want us to be engaged. You don't want us to be idle. It is to be shunned as a vice. O oh Lord, help us to fully employed let us employ our time let us get to work even in your vineyard all kinds of work are lined up may you show us individually what we must begin to do and do it now there is no more time to waste we see you coming drawing closer and closer Lord, we want a relationship with you we want to be in a place where we'll be obeying and honoring you it is be our experience, O oh Lord, we make this request through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.